This weekend at the box office, jackasses filled movie screens and movie theaters as Paramount debuted another requel at number one. Plus, Moonfall, and I'm really happy about this pun, cratered in its debut. And the 94th Academy Award nominations were announced. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 186th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And, you know, after with the thank God for jackasses, the box office for the past few weeks has been a real uh, sea of tranquility. Mm. Huh? No, I don't get that one. Uh, oh, yes, the moon. Yes. Yeah, I thought you were going to do a jackass pun. No. Uh, I'm going to go like, what was the beginning of what you said? Uh, thank God for jackass. Because? Because. So, uh, just before you get to the sea tranquility, what were you saying? Okay. Uh, with the uh, the box office, the way it's been the last uh, few weeks. Uh, it's Oh, okay. So either can be, it's been a real kick in the nuts or uh, um, something like that. No, I was, uh, I was considering a, hi, I'm Noah, and welcome to What's in the Box Office, but... You had already done that, and it didn't really seem, uh, seem to I, make sense. I, I was de- debating whether to go um, at the beginning. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Brian Server, and welcome to What's in the Box Office. Yeah, but, uh, yeah it would have been it would have been good. Sure, great great minds there. Sure, sure, sure. I. Uh, but anyway, let's talk top fives. I uh, can't imagine what jackass top five you've come up with. Well, of course, I'm honoring Moonfall with my top five. I. Uh, I have done the top five space movies. Oh, interesting. I uh, yeah, I tried. To, you could have done Jackass though. You could have done like the top five stunts. Yeah, now that we've I, seen them all. I, I I I could have done the top five stunts. Uh, but I I always like to like top to, five Jackasses. Like to zig where the box off rankings zag. You know, uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, there's not always multiple <laughs> options. Sometimes. All right, space movies. Uh, anyway, space movies. Uh, number five, I've gone Moon was the uh, fun little uh, sci-fi mystery thriller kind of movie from, I want to say, the late 2000s, perhaps the early 2010s. Yeah, something uh, my, uh, my introduction to like being a fan of Sam Rockwell, I'm sure I'd seen him in other stuff, but uh, he's very good in, the, in this movie. It's a real uh, Sam Rockwell showcase uh, featuring a little robot voice that we don't need to talk about. Uh, very fun, uh, very fun little movie. It's got a great look up uh, who too does the robot voice. Oh, you don't need to. <laughs> uh, it's got uh, it's got a great little uh, you know cult internet reputation, and I uh, fully endorse it. Great movie. Number four is Armageddon. Ooh, nice. Which uh, you know we just watched Pearl Harbor recently, the uh, Michael Bay historical Armageddon, and it's uh, I think a real great highlight. Oh, I see. Of what, uh, yes, uh, the robot is. He's got space in his name. He does. Isn't that a shame? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, Armageddon really highlights, Pearl Harbor, rather, really highlights why Armageddon is so good. It says Matt Berry is in that movie. That can't be true. As Overnighters. Oh, well, that would be fun. I should watch that again. It's yeah, been a while. I know. I want to watch it, too. I... Now, but Pearl Harbor <laughs> really highlights why Armageddon is so good. Because Armageddon is just a bunch of made-up gobbledygook. So you just get to sit there and be like, wow, 
these these movie stars this uh, this romance the explosions i love all of this it's quite fun pearl harbor is really weighed down by sort of the dramatic seriousness yeah. of the fact that it happened and we're talking about like world war ii shit and fdr's rolling around and it's just like there's I really just kind of want to watch this Michael Bay movie and be like, ooh, the planes. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, no, I have to take down the Japanese fighters. And it's like, it's a, there's baggage. There's a lot of baggage here, in addition to other things about Pearl Harbor that just aren't good. But Armageddon has no baggage. It just gets to be a fun spectacle of uh, exhilarating nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and it's really uh, what Michael Bay is made for. Number three, I've cheated because I listed... You uh, son of a bitch. I was going to say, I wonder if you're going with a whole series of films. Uh, no, I haven't gone with a series. I've gone with two uh, two different films that are basically the same film for two different generations. Uh, New in, Hope and Force Awakens? Yes. Uh, Apollo 13 and The Martian. Oh, all right. Uh, which didn't occur to me until I was making this list. But it's basically the same thing. You've got a great star power trapped in space just kind of flying by on uh, competency and charisma mm -hmm. in your Matt Damon and your Tom Hanks plus the rest of the crew, whoever's on that ship. I don't recall <laughs> offhand. It's uh, Pullman. And it's not Sinise. Sinise is on the ground. So uh, is Ed Harris. Yeah. Well, Ed Harris is your uh, your Jeff Daniels. Your, I mean, Could it be Pullman and Paxton? That'd be nuts, right? It can't be. That it would be nuts. It that can't would, be That seems impossible. People. I'll find it good. Uh, but yeah, and then you've got great, uh, great like control room drama on the ground. A lot of different, uh, a lot of different people working to bring our boys home, and it just they're Kevin Bacon. Bacon, of course. Uh, both these movies just kind of firing on all cylinders. Uh, the Martian, in particular, is a uh, I don't know that I'd call it better than Apollo thirteen, but it's just kind of my my favorite example. It's, I of, mean, it's much more watchable. Sure, it's not it's, as tense and yeah, it's just it's just like. 10 out of 10 pop entertainment. Paul 13 is like claustrophobic and yeah. And a, a, yeah. So it's good. aspires to a little more it's perhaps. So yeah. Uh, both movies are great. Love them. Uh, number two, I've gone alien. Mm -hmm. uh, truly one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Uh, just everything about it is incredible. I don't know. I feel like I talk about alien a lot on our various podcasts. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't feel that way. Well, it's just, it's a, uh, Maybe it's just in real life. I talk I talk about Alien and Terminator and how I like them both more than their sequels. That, that were like, say. what if this movie was an action movie and like a really good action movie? But I like them when they're more uh, more pared down, more uh, tense and scary. Uh, and Alien is incredibly scary. Uh, and the fucking monster is uh, is awesome. And Sigourney Weaver is awesome. Yeah. And the chest burst and just I, I love everything about it. Yeah. Uh, and number one, of course, is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, not, sure. uh, not much excitement in the number no one No Star Wars in there. No, no Star Wars in there. Uh, I don't know. Probably could have fit in it and fit one of them in over Moon. But I like Moon, you know? <laughs> it's my list. I want, I want Moon on there. Yeah, all right. Uh, and I, th I think I'd probably take the rest of these things over most Star... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but no Star Wars on the list. Okay. Uh, 2001, just a masterpiece of a movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in one of uh, one of my favorite theater-going experiences of all time, uh, you and I saw this at the Music Box Theater. Yeah, we did. Uh, in some, probably seventy. Million. Yeah, seventy thirty-five. I don't one know of why their, we've uh, seen it anything else. One of their, well, because it was there. I'd never That's seen it true. prior to that. That's true. If it if it was there in whatever, I'd probably have gone anyway. 
uh yeah just a a masterpiece of a movie that like lives up to that title sometimes you go see a movie and it's like wow you know i i don't want to I don't want to name a movie I was actually underwhelmed by because I can't think of one. So I'm just going to say Vertigo. Uh, oh, any movie you're underwhelmed by. Yeah, but like a, like a true a true all-timer. True. You know, people say like, oh, Vertigo is one of the greatest movies. And like it is. And so it's a bad example, but it's the one that comes to mind. Uh, and you go to see it and you're like, oh, this is just like a regular good movie. Right. Uh, Gravity. Sure. I didn't actually like Gravity. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you got to watch Gravity again. Maybe it's I wild. do. I... No, it's it's feeling like it's gonna lose a lot for not being in the theater. Yeah, maybe I don't know, uh, but yeah, I'll give it another. I shot. recently watched it over quarantine. Sure, I. But anyway, yeah, two thousand one uh, lives lives up to all the hype. Yes, uh, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, I maybe maybe my goat of directors. I don't know. Uh, Whoa! Hi, it's it's possible. Whoa! I. I have not put quite enough thought into that statement, but. Gun to my head, uh, who's who is my uh, who is my favorite director? Kubrick come Kubrick is the first that comes to mind. Okay, uh, who's second? Oh God, the and now see and then now that I actually think about it, the Cohen should be first. Yeah, uh, but let's call those one and two. What's your Mount Rushmore? Oh God, I uh, see that's tough because when you're doing Mount Rushmore, you really gotta. I feel you have to represent. No, like every like. So you think of the four best? Yeah. All right. So give me Kubrick. Give me the Coens. Give me, I. Uh, Fincher. Maybe Fincher. I don't know. This is. I don't. I don't want to hem and haw too much about this. So I'll say Fincher. I, uh, and regret all the people I'm forgetting. I, uh, and I have not seen, a ton of his filmography, but. He is celebrated as one of the, uh, you know, absolute all-time greats. And everything I've seen from him has lived up to that reputation. Is this Marty? No. Uh, no. No, it's Kurosawa. Uh. Though, Marty, great cho- great choice. I'm leaving a lot on the cutting room floor here. But since we are live and recording, I will go with... Uh, Kurosawa. Yeah, I will go with uh, Kubrick, the Coens, Fincher, and Kurosawa. Um, Who's mine? That's a great question. Uh, sp- no locks? <laughs> No, who? Locks. I'm just saying, no one's locked in. Anyone's on oh. the table. Well, Sp- Spielberg. Yeah, I know. I know. Spielberg, Wilder. Okay. Great choice. Um, you need to see more of his stuff, too. Uh, oh, man, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I put you on the spot, I'm, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to do it myself. <laughs> God. <laughs> I have that choice. Well, you are. You didn't. Uh, I did. You are the host. Uh, I'm looking at like a list of the best space movies uh, to see if I can throw together a quick uh, list. Wow, this whatever slacker.com is, it doesn't want at number 11. Um, That's bold. Ooh, the right stuff. That's fucking right great. stuff is good. Apollo 11 is great. Uh, that's a documentary. That they did. Uh, they got at number one. Oh yeah, Wally's good. Yeah, Wally yeah Wally's a good choice. Wally won. Um, you also missed. Uh, well, I don't know if you missed. But yeah, I'm surprised that the Star Wars movie. I don't know. It's tough because the only one that I'd really consider putting on there would be The Last Jedi because that's just my favorite Star Wars movie. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I uh, I, cho- I choose the uh, Mandalorian episode of Boba Fett. Mm, interesting. To go on my list. Uh, top five jackasses. I quickly like the dudes. Yeah, yeah the guys. Uh, all right, so give me. Uh, let's work backwards here. Uh, go on Knoxville at one. Okay. Uh, he seems he seems just kind of like the catalyst for everything. I uh, give me Pontius at two. Okay. I. Uh, He's really, uh, really grown on me over the movies. Uh, you know, you and I talked a lot about uh, when watching these that I just didn't recognize any of the non Knoxville and Steve-O guys. When like you I, started, you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I knew there were, like, like six other guys yeah. just kind of doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, yeah, you know, you're, you're Pontius, you're Margera, you're uh, Dave England, uh, Aaron McGee. Or just, they could all be any number of guys and mm-hmm. just had face blindness there but i go pontius at two i uh, then i will take uh, danger aaron mcgee sure. at three sure. uh truly the star of jackass forever oh yeah uh it really rose in my estimation there uh at four give me steve-o okay and one left this is big yeah the one left is big uh so i feel like you want to give it to don or not like you but just feel like you want to give it because he died sure but i can't really think of anything that he really did in the other ones i did i i can't really identify anything particular that he did offhand but i did i do remember by the end of three thinking like this and like don don's really funny i like don a lot. i think the one that's grown the most in my estimation would be we man yeah i think we man's taking my fifth spot i think you i were spot on five i th- i think uh that's pretty much what i would say Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wasn't uh, wasn't sure about those middles. They could go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I would have guessed Knoxville at one, though. Yeah. Because he's the king. He's, he's, the he's the one to do it. All right. All right. Speaking of uh, Jackass Forever and Top Fives, uh, our actual Top Five at the movie box office this weekend, Jackass Forever came in at number one. It opened to $23.1 million. Moonfall opened at number two with a significantly smaller $9.8 million. Spider-Man No Way Home came in at number three with 9.5. That was a 13.6% drop. That has made $748.8 million. Scream came in at number four with $4.7 million. That was a 34.2% drop. That's up to 689 altogether. And Sing 2 comes in at number five with $4.2 million. A 9.7% drop. That's up to 139.6. It's wild that the King's Man is still making a million. A weekend. Yeah. Good for good for the King's Man. Maybe <laughs> it's good. I'll never know. You'll never watch it. I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm never going to seek it out. There could be there could be an instance where time goes by and you come to me and you're like, you're going to watch the King's Man for some reason? Mm-hmm. And I'll probably be like, yeah, fine. I'm not, sure. not, not, not going to veto it. But no, I don't. I don't see a situation where I'll ever choose to watch the King's Man. Um... Yeah, our top story. I mean, Jackass made more on uh, made just about the same on Friday as Moonfall made in its opening weekend. So that tells you pretty much all you need to know about how this weekend went. Uh, one cost hundred fifty million, although it was uh, already, um, I believe, not privately financed, independently financed. I don't know. Well, they but did have to buy a lot of bulls. They had to run over Knoxville. <laughs> They had uh, all their financing already done, which means I think that Paramount or whoever released it just bought it. Um, but no, Jagas Forever, $23 million this weekend. That is the... 
not counting Bad Grandpa, because who cares? Although that made 32, just for everyone's reference. Um, that's just above the opening weekend of Jackass the Movie in 2002. That made $22 million. It's below Jackass number two twenty nine, And, of course, it would never is never going to reach Jackass 3D's $50 million, which yeah. got that... That 3D bump a mere 10 months after Avatar. It's a crazy number. Um, however, this is a terrific opening weekend. Uh, Paramount, once yeah. again. They did it with Scream, and they're doing it here. Last Jackass movie, Jackass 3D, came out 11 years ago. The last Scream movie came out 11 years ago, and yet they both opened to best possible uh, expectation, uh, uh, possible scenarios. Who would have thought that Paramount actually had, like, a great lineup of kind of mid-tier IP. Paramount was very close to just being sold and like giving up. Sure. But now they got Sonic. Hopefully that is a breakout sequel. They got this. Hopefully Top Gun does something. They still got Tom Cruise in their pocket. So I don't know if they could keep pushing these, um, you know, and uh, these little mid-budget things, keep the budgets low. They could survive for a while before they actually latch on to another property that uh, blows up. Um, Do you, uh, you mentioned Moonfall uh, cost a buck fifty. Do you happen to have Jackass Forever's budget? On uh, hand? I don't, but I think my guess is going to be ten. But I'm going to check. Very cheap movies. The well, Jackasses. I mean, what is all the what is the money? Yeah, ten. Money goes to insurance claims. Yeah. Uh, twenty three. Just terrific number. I believe most theaters. How did it happen this weekend? It was either Thursday. Or Friday that um, some theaters in New York were closed, okay, because of the storm on the e- on the East Coast, and then they they reopened. Um, so maybe we get a little bit of a runoff this week, and then theaters in Canada are I believe just starting to reopen. So that number of theaters is going to go up. That will probably not mean like a lighter bump, but more so a dramatic decrease. <laughs> Okay. Because I think people who were going to go see it will go see it. I can't imagine that the theaters close in Canada are going to make that much difference where the drop is smaller. Instead, what's going to happen is the drop will remain the same, but the theater count will go up, which means the per theater average will be less than it should be. Um, so, I mean, this is always going to drop hard. This is just for the fans. But uh, it had a good cinema score. People seem to like it. It's the best one of these movies, in my opinion. Um, I think that might be true. And uh, and it's great. It's a great communal trade. It's the first live-action comedy to be a hit in about two years or so. Um, and even though it's a franchise, it's nice to know that for a comedy, if people want to go, they'll go see it. Um, so this is a very exciting number for yes. me. Moonfall, as I said, I'm actually going to try to look up the financing here. Lionsgate, uh, just under $10 million for its opening weekend. I mean, this is something we all could have seen coming. Uh, Roland Emmerich isn't a name anymore. Um, is anybody in this movie? It's got a great cast. Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, Michael Pena... Uh, Donald Sutherland. Okay, I'm, I'm more meant than anyone you could like put on a poster and be like, guess who's in this movie? Maybe Halle Maybe Berry. Maybe Halle Berry, sure. But, uh, no. No, okay. That's a shame. <laughs> I went to the Wikipedia page and one of the tabs is for future and I thought, uh-oh, because this is clearly going to be comments before the movie came out. Yeah. And it does say in January 2020, Emmerich spoke about the possibility of filming two sequels back to back. The first one was a success. The following month, excuse me, which uh, uh, was star John Bradley, who's the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. The following month, which means the past seven days, because 
February is the following month, following January, said that if Roland goes down the direction that he wants to, the sequels will be even more batshit crazy than the first. Well, um, they won't be. Second movie, Sunfall. Okay, so it, it was independently financed. Okay. Which means... Let's so he got all right. So let's see. Forty million came from the Hyo brothers. I don't know why. I just guess on how names are pronounced. Who who brothers? Sorry, fifteen million from Lionsgate. These are just the H brothers, right? That's like they have a. uh, It's very possible. Like a production uh, production company logo and stuff. Yeah, but I don't. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It says H Y Brothers on the thing. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, 15 from Lionsgate and 15 from what just says Germany. <laughs> <laughs> On her way out, Angela Merkel was like, here, take it. It said it's one of the most expensive independent films ever produced. Emmerich said the project was bought by Universal and then he got the rights back. And then they went to Cannes to get financial backers with the independent nature helping Emmerich get creative control and 50% share of the film. Well, it's not going to do anything. I love the idea of going to Cannes with Moonfall. <laughs> like, guys... Come come watch Moonfall. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then yeah, Lionsgate acquired the domestic distribution rights and they were off to the race. They acquired them before filming began. Josh Gad was cast and then he I guess my guess is he played the John Bradley role. Sure. Recast. But um Yeah, I mean so Lionsgate isn't on the hook for any money. That's good. <laughs> Which is nice. These business partners of Roland Emmerich uh, are going to lose a lot of money. But uh, this movie was made mainly for overseas, so I guess we will have to wait. It has not been released in foreign theaters yet, so we'll have to wait to see if it can do anything there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this was just something we all could have seen happening. Sure. And Maybe Germany did. will finance the sequel anyway. Sure, and I'd like them to. I think it'd be great if Roland Emmerich makes a trilogy of movies that don't make any money. Sure. Uh, and then he just gets to have some movies. Because um, I like him in principle. I just wish he hired better people to write his script instead of writing them himself. Yeah. All right. But that's, I mean, that's it. You know, Spider-Man's still dropping. That's a minuscule drop. It's it, it's going to crush Avatar Singh. And if it gets close to 790, you better believe Disney will keep it in theaters till it crosses 800. But that's a long way off. Uh, Scream is going to cross 70 million next week, seeing 140. So I got stuff to talk about next week, but this week, nothing really happened. Ghostbusters Afterlife just crossed the uh, domestic total of Ghostbusters Answer the Call this weekend. Nice. Congratulations to them. With six years of inflation. The, so uh, significantly more successful guess, movie, guess which Ghostbusters one, Afterlife. Guess which one? No. Guess which one sold more tickets domestically and still is a bigger hit worldwide. It's the lady one. Um... And uh, the worst person in the world opened uh, in four theaters and $34 million per theater average, which thousand. is, what did I say, million? Yes. Yeah, thousand. And, uh, I mean, that's like a that's that's like a great per theater average, isn't it? No. I mean, it is for today's times. Yeah, it's a great one right now. Yes. Yeah. In today's times, yes, it is. But uh, normally, depends on the theaters. But normally, it's like a. Eh. Sure. But yeah, right now that's uh, that's making money, and that's all I have. All right. Well, then it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Did it make more or less than Ted? Ted. We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than Ted at the box office. What if one of these times I just said completely different rules? 
Just breeze through them. We all know how to play. Everyone close their eyes and count to 100. I might notice. Uh, for a bonus point, you can tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yeah. Uh, all right. Time to build a new undefeated streak for you with your first film, Hancock. More. Starring Will Smith. More. More, yes. 2008. More. Both of those are correct. Coming off the single point loss last week, which is to say you missed one point. It was still <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> uh, no, you, you lost one possible point. Yes, yes, yes. All, uh, all business this week. Well, then let's get into movie number two right away. Venom. 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 Uh, more. More. No. No, Venom. Venom made less. Okay, so <laughs> Ted is in the 220s. Okay. Venom's like 219, something like that, 216. All right. Uh, Venom was 2018. That is correct. So you have secured the win this week at the very least. Okay. Uh, though I am back to occasionally stumping you on some things sometimes. Which is really, I think, the balance we should strike with these. Uh, let's go to your final film in honor, again, of Roland Emmerich's Moonfall, The Day After Tomorrow. Oh, The Day After Tomorrow? Less. It is less, but yeah. not as less as you'd think. It's in the 180s. Not as less as you'd think. It's in the 180s. Oh, uh, two oh I know, 2004. I don't know I was thinking that is correct, yeah. yes. Oh, I know exactly when that came out. Yes. Uh, so that's a, a five-point affair. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to you. Thank you. And to me a little bit. Sure. A small congratulations to me. Congratulations. Uh, going into Come and Gone from a theater near you. Are you ready to go back in time? Yeah. This is a shitty weekend, week five. I went through a lot. It's normally Super Bowl weekend, is it not? I, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Are you on Mojo? Yes. Is there a little drop-down tab above the first place thing, which is like weekend? I uh, yeah this Did, this one this weekend I've picked isn't basically is not okay weekend. gotcha I went through a lot of weekends of uh, shitty movies I'd never heard of and had no interest in until never I never heard of. I'd love to know the ones you never heard of all right go ahead until I found 2009 week mm. five mm. opened at number one uh, Hannah Montana the best of both worlds concert movie no. Could not be more wrong. Okay. Taken. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess it could have been like Hostile 2. Taken. I think this was Super Bowl. Taken open to 24. Okay. It did. 24.7. Yeah. I want you to, to go go back a few of the years or whatever ones you see, and I want you to tell me the movies that you aren't sure what they are. Okay. Uh, well, I can do another one from this one that okay. I've uh, sure. just declined to do at all. Do you want me to do the plot thing, see if I can get it? Uh, well, if we're going to go back through a few years now, I'll just read some titles here. The Uninvited? Uh, horror movie. Uh, is that the one with the girl in her underwear on the poster that we, we, we talk about and we're just like, this looks terrible? I, it No, it's someone looking through a window. Okay. I'll uh, look it up too. Go ahead. All right, so that was uh, yeah, it was 2009. Let's see. What is that movie? You remember what I'm talking about, though? I don't, off the top of my hand. Hand? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. 2010, uh, in the uh, number two spot was Edge of Darkness, which I do remember. Uh, 
Number three, When in Rome. When in Rome, that's uh, Kristen Bell and Josh Dumel and Matthew Good, I believe. She goes to Rome. Okay. It's like a big romantic sure. comedy. Her her play at, uh, you know, I'm going to be a, a movie star. Okay. Uh, and then let's do 2011 as well. We've got uh, two movies I do not recognize by title. Opened at number one, The Roommate. Oh, yes, that was a take, Leighton Meester. That was a take on um, a, a single white female. Okay. The kind of, she moves in and she wants to be the girl and all that kind of stuff. And then a movie called Sanctum. Isn't Sanctum? Oh, that's another horror movie. That's not the one I'm thinking of with the Ben Foster and Dennis Quaid. Correct. But it, it's not not that movie. Also correct. Okay. An underwater cave diving team experiences yeah. a life-threatening crisis. Uh Etc. and so on. Sounds like your kind of movie. Uh, yeah, I can't tell. No, there's no way that's a documentary. Because it opened at number two with $9.4 million. Documentaries don't do that. I know. Unless they're a Hannah Montana Best Wolf Worlds <laughs> concert documentary. I, so yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff uh, Forgettable. of that, yeah, of well, that nature. You know, it, cause Super Bowl is tricky because um, everyone watches it. 100 plus million people. Half the third of the country. So you know Sunday's out, right? Yeah. And... It's a guy-dominated weekend for sports, so you don't want to release anything you want to attract the gentleman to. So you get these like shitty horror movies that are supposed to attract teen girls. Uh-huh. It's their main target. And then Taken comes out, which is as guy as you can get, according to Hollywood standards, and blows it out of the water. And so then there's a little more leeway. And yeah. I don't know if that ever translated into later years, but it was like a big phenomenon where you were like, oh, this action movie made a lot of money on Super Bowl weekend. How did it do that? So there you go. Yeah. Very curious to see if Taken had a big fall on that Sunday. Let's see if I can. Uh, oh, damn. I got it. Damn, damn. He's got it. That's good. Because I've clicked on too many wrong buttons. And Domestic. Lost the plot entirely. Yeah, it dropped 68% on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> Which, it, there drops on Sundays because people work the next day. They're not going to the movies at night as much. But it's usually in like the 30, 20. So it increased twenty three percent on Saturday, which then, which to me indicates good word of mouth, and probably people were like, "Well, I'm not going tomorrow, so let me just go tonight." And so it made from making nine million to eleven million to three the next day, which is why it only opened at twenty four. I bet when that opened at nine, everyone was like, "This is going to make like thirty three million dollars." It's like, no, 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 it's going to make twenty four, and still would go on to make hundred and forty. Yeah, be a contender for Multiplex Madness. Huge hit. Okay, here we go. 94th Academy Award nominations. Big morning. Big morning. Um, always very exciting. You know, they did the uh, the little banter with the guests, which they do when they're on stage, usually, and, and do it. But there's something about the Zoom aspect of it that just feels so forced. And what I miss is generally in the room when they used to announce it, there'd be a big monitor with, like, five slots, and the slots would fill with pictures. And sure. And in the crowd would be journalists and publicists. So when someone got nominated who was a big surprise, you would hear people clapping and some people enthusiastically because the person they were publicizing got nominated. And it's very exciting for that firm and stuff. So it was fun to see like a surprise. Then you audibly hear like, oh, what? Like, you know, there's a clip going around Twitter recently of Ben Zeitlin getting in for best director. Uh-huh. And everyone, it's the last nomination because his last name is Zeitlin. 
And so I think it's uh, Seth MacFarlane and Emma Stone. And Seth MacFarlane goes, Ben's Island, based on the wall. And you should go, <gasps> and you hear someone in the background go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that I missed that aspect of it, the, yeah. the actual live reactions to it. I... I'm glad they they didn't do like the produced show. Remember a few years ago where it was like this big sweeping like camera movements and like it was like a pre-taped presentation of it. Uh huh. But still, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't actually remember that, and I'm sure it wasn't good. But I'd kind of like someone to produce the show a little bit. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm getting more and more frustrated with how much it sucks the way they do this. It seems like it's such an easy thing to do well too. I know it's a. Uh, and, you know, obviously they don't know the nominees ahead of time, so yeah. they can't really rehearse. Sure. But every every single year, we get at least one, and sometimes both of the people up there, just, like, s- struggling with names and being completely unfamiliar with what it is they might be about to read. Uh, and just just sitting there and saying terrible, inane banter back and forth to each other yeah. with... It's just nothing going on. Like they're they're both sitting there in like nice suits, and but just like on a Zoom call. Did this have to be on Zoom? I, we suppose I, both I don't of these know. people are vaccinated. I bet they are. I don't know how locked down LA is. Like I don't think it's that locked down. I don't think so either. Because like they're making movies and TV shows and yeah, stuff. That's a great point. And this this should just be a TV show. I. It just, it seems so cheap for the biggest award show. You want, you want to, you want to survive. You want to still be like, we're not, we're not one of those other award shows. That's like, you know, we're not the golden globes for God's sake. We're not even the golden globes of five years ago. We're the fucking Oscars. Uh, But also we're being announced by like, like a fucking weird YouTube show. It's bad. Here's here's my pitch, right? And yeah. this is COVID compliant as how you'd want it, but if you don't want to do the journalist thing, gather together, because you're in LA doing this, gather together 25 to 50 of the biggest film nerds. You go to Twitter, whatever, the blogs, the... Out- sure. It's just... You, that, you, uh, that one eighth grader they got... No, you could even do Oscar uh, correspondence and stuff. People have Oscar accounts and whatever, verify that kind of stuff. And you bring them together and you want real reactions. That's how you get it. And the issue with that, though, is that when they say someone like, you know, Javier Bardem, you probably get a lot of like, (sighs) yeah. But on the other hand, you say drive my car in picture, everyone's like, oh, and I, that would be for a fun atmosphere. I do like that idea. I like the enthusiasm it would bring. I yeah. Think it, uh, yeah. I think it's tough because then the show is being announced by a bunch of people that no one has ever heard of or cares about. That's And when true. I say no one, I'm broad, broadly No, speaking. they're not announcing it. You still get the celebrity guest to announce it. Those people are just like the journalists were okay. back in the day. I they're see. just watching it. Okay. You do it in a small theater. Do it at the Academy Museum. They have screening rooms. So do it in a small theater. And, yeah, you just hear the people react to it. Then, yeah, I'm fine with that. I think the uh, I think the film nerds would be respectful enough of the process. Yeah, and you would, would obviously. Javier Bardem. And the producer would go out and be like, listen, if there's a nomination you don't like, obviously try to contain yourself. Yeah, yeah shut the fuck up about it or we will kill you. But 
Yeah, I just feel like it brings in it brings an excitement to the show. If you hear people actively going like, "Oh my, that's so exciting," then you, as a viewer who might be watching this on YouTube or on you know the morning shows, be like, "Oh, that must have been a good nomination. I wonder if they'll win," and you might get some excitement out of it. You know, Spider Man wasn't nominated, so we got to get people to watch somehow. Yeah. Spider-Man being nominated for picture. All right, let's go through the nominees. We're going to uh, go through all of them except for the shorts. Sorry, everyone. Um, but we don't know what they are yet. And, uh, well, I mean, we don't know what the yeah what kind of movies they are yeah, and no, what they're about. We know what the nominees are. Um, best visual effects. Nominees are Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die. Kind of rhymes. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings and Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, missing uh, What they do for these technical categories is uh, the they're voted on by the guilds who, who run the Visual Effects Guild. And they always release a short list. So uh-huh. it goes from like all the movies submitted to about 15. So other movies on that list that people thought would get in, Matrix Resurrections, Godzilla vs. Kong, um, Eternals was in the mix. But uh, this is a pretty good lineup. I like the nod for No Time to Die. I think that's really nice. Because sure. it's not a super... You don't think of it as term of visual effects. But um, I think that's a real good choice. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What, 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 what do you think of this list? Well, here's a... Here's my takeaway. Great. I Twire. think Oscar nominations should be handled more like NBA All-Stars... In that there's a certain there should be a certain threshold of goodness. Mm-hmm. If you're a great player, but you're on a terrible team, you generally don't get in. Shea Gilgis Alexander, great player, doing great work, but the Thunder are so bad, he's not going to be an All Star. He's no chance. Uh, the visual effects in Free Guy, uh, they were good when yeah. when they when they made the Hulk hand. And they made the lightsaber. Or just the big Ryan uh, Reynolds, I thought was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, sure. Uh, big guy. I guess they also just crafted a city, whatever. Uh, those things, S- like... Yeah, the city was collapsing on itself. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, those things looked good. Yeah. But the movie was not good. It was bad. And just, like, just like shouldn't be an Oscar nominee. Free guy should not be Oscar nominated. I know we do this every year. Uh, you've got your Norbits and your Suicide Squads, etc., it always happens, but I don't think we should just take that for granted. I think I think we should still push back and say no. Free guy sucks, and this is not a celebration of things that suck. Okay, tough stance. I mean, I do like No Time to Die, though. <laughs> I agree with you there. Uh, I I do I do as well. Like No Time to Die, I, and I think that I think Shang Chi was fine visual effects wise. Spider Man, same thing. The Marvel thing is just like they have all the money and they just all look good. Yeah. At a, at a certain point, all, like, the, the huge CGI fest blockbusters yeah. all kind of... They all kind of blend together for me. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, oh, well, the visual effects in Spider-Man were okay, but the visual effects in Kong were outstanding. Yeah. Like, they're all just kind of the... Either they're terrible, or they're all just kind of the same. You know, for, for me, visual effects always... I feel like we can expand the idea of what visual effect... What we mean by visual effects like in the past I, i've i've thought to nominate like the lego movie and to me it's like it's not just the computer because it's called visual effects it's yeah. not called computer graphics 
So it's like it includes the production design. It includes the stunt work. It includes everything you were seeing on the screen, how they made it happen. Sure. And so the No Time to Die, as far as, as far as what I'm thinking, is like the 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 um, him on that bridge at the beginning scene, him ducking behind the thing, the car hitting it, him swinging down from that bridge. Like them doing that is impressive enough to me. So I do really like um, that nomination. Like for instance, in my personal right now, I have like the French Dispatch and the Green Knight. Not effects heavy movies, but as far as creating an atmosphere and looking realistic in that world. Sure. Yeah, that all that's all encompassing in visual effects. Absolutely. Otherwise change the name. All right, best sound. So uh this this happened last year, right? Last year was the first year that they they put them together again. I think so. Best sound mixing, best sound editing. We no longer have to explain the difference. Instead, we just have best sound the nominees Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog and West Side Story. So Belfast. I thought Belfast was going to have a much... I guess it had a big day. Yeah. Yeah, they did pretty good. I guess that's true. This isn't that surprising for that movie. Um, West Side Story got in. Musical. Makes sense. Power of the Dog. Big nomination for Power of the Dog. Yeah. I uh, I always enjoy it when the sound categories aren't just filled with like the movies with guns and yeah. explosions and stuff. Right. Uh, so, yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Um... And then Dune, obviously, and No Time to Die. Uh, no Time to Die, picking up a lot of knobs. Well, a few. So far. Original song, Be Alive, from King Richard. Dos, or... I'm so bad at just pronouncing things, I don't know. Go ahead, Noah. Orugitas. From Encanto. You know what that means? No. Okay. Two Orugitas. <laughs> Down to Joy, from Belfast. No Time to Die, from No Time to Die. And Somehow You Do, from Four Good Days. Um... A movie and song, we all know. Interesting uh, lineup. We thought we were going to have, you know, the biggest lineup of music superstars possible. And we kind of did. Beyonce. I sure. believe her first... And I'm going to have you fact check Oscar nominations. I believe her first nomination. Um, Lin-Manuel gets in his second nomination, at least. You know, Moana got uh-huh. in a few years ago. Uh, Van Morrison, Belfast. That's interesting. Yeah, he's not gonna. I mean, he won't be there. Well, no, they're gonna be vax required. Yeah, <laughs> at the Oscars, so no, he won't be there. But uh, <laughs> even without that, he he would decline, <laughs> I imagine. Um, no time to die, Billie Eilish, probable winner, I would say. And somehow you do Diane Warren from a movie called Four Good Days that I don't know what that is. I don't understand how they keep nominating Diane Warren. If they just gave her one, like I, you just we don't wouldn't. See- we wouldn't have to keep nominating her. You don't seem to like her songs that much. Well, because she never wins. Exactly. Yeah. So what do we do? Why do we got to keep doing this? I I mostly like in this category that it's not just filled with songs that are called, like, you know, Speak for Yourself or whatever. We have one in Be Alive, the recent trend of, like, weird, vague, motivational message. Right. I as the song but uh, most of them are not like that that's true uh we do have the, an, another bond song yeah could make it three for three for, for the bond flicks skyfall specter and now this i and yeah we have a uh, uh, beyonce lin-manuel billy eilish fighting it out um two grammy winners a uh, lin-manuel probably has a grammy so three grammy winners and what's missing don't look up, even though that had a pretty big day. Um, 
Yeah, that's losing out for uh, Ariana Grande and Scott Mescutty. And um, Guns Go Bang, Jay-Z, and also Kid Cudi. Uh, so Jay-Z and Beyonce will not be competing at this. So that didn't happen. It would have been the first time a husband and wife would be competing for the same Oscar. And it uh, didn't happen. Oh, well. Those, uh, that would have been, been a good story. but uh, Would have been know. cool. Would have been cool. All right. Best original score. Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, The Power of the Dog. Good nomination for Parallel Mothers. That's very interesting. I agree. Um, especially because I feel like... Uh, and the other Johnny Greenwood was Spencer. Okay. If I recall correctly. Um, you were asking me when we were watching it. Yeah, I mean... The the Don't Look Up, we knew we were going to get... We knew we were going to get Dune. Encanto is interesting, because that used to happen a lot more, I, I, I think. The scores for the animated? Yeah, the animated musical is getting in score as well. Like, The Lion King did, and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and The Power of the Dog, we all, we, we knew it was going to get in. What's missing? Uh, the French Dispatch, which yeah. I'm guessing must have been uh, Desplat, right? Yes. Um, Spencer... And, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I think this is just, it's could be Power of the Dogs to lo- maybe don't look up. It's a, That could be anybody's game, but um, some interesting scores. Not a lot of, not score, not a lot of score-heavy movies this year. Yeah. I'm, and West Side not getting in is curious. I wonder if that's because, and I know it was rearranged and obviously parts of it were changed, but maybe it's because it was so, just an adaptation of yeah, the other it's score. Yeah, it's not quite original enough. Yeah, that's. I wonder if they have a rule about that. I bet they do. They bet they do. Production design: Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy, Macbeth, and West Side Story. Um, it's a really good lineup. Yeah, that's a I'm, really, uh, really. That might be the strongest we have this year. Yeah, I'm glad to uh, glad to see Tragedy and Macbeth in there, uh, for sure. Uh, Nightmare Alley, I think. Nightmare Alley's great. Yeah. Like, Obviously, the production design on that was so loud and big, yeah. but still very good, especially all the circ- the stuff in the circus. Uh, you love that circus stuff. It was great. The circus stuff was great. You love your circus. It was a surprisingly you good You love movie. Andy Circus. Oh, you love yeah. a three-ring circus. I don't, I don't have a third one. I, I think, uh, no. I you love the political circus? Oh, God. There we go. Who doesn't? I thought days. of a third. Um, what's missing? French Dispatch just shut out completely this yeah, year. Nothing. Wes Anderson gets nothing. Nobody saw that. Um, I think that's probably the only major one. I, th- I guess Belfast had a, a chance just because, even though it takes place on one street. Um, but boy, was it a was it a well designed street? They went to Belfast and they were like, "That's the street. That's where we live. We're gonna put up some barricades." That's where Ken- Kenneth Branagh was from. Yes, that Belfast. That street. <laughs> he's, um, he's not from Belfast. I think. It's autobiographical of me from Calgary. Um, that's a really, I just that's a really good category. We'll have to keep track, but that might be that might be my favorite so far. All right. Uh, best makeup and hair selling. This new used to, favorite. This used to be three. Yes. You remember that? Yeah. I always thought that was stupid. It was. Everything's five except for one, which should be five. Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. House of Gucci's only nomination? Yeah. Holy shit. Well, uh, you know, Jared Leto was fat. Remember that? (laughs) He played Paolo. We'll talk more about House of Gucci later, but that is wild. 
don't and that's know. one of those things where it's like the reverse, right? Where it's oh, it's similar to Don't Look Up, where it's like critics' opinions don't matter. Yeah. The Academy's its own thing. And so that's why people thought House of Gucci would still have a good chance of getting a bunch of nominations. Maybe not picture, but below the tech stuff, and then at least one acting. And uh, and then Don't Look Up's the same thing. doesn't matter what critics say, but Power of the Dog, which we'll talk about later as well. The opposite, and I'll tell you why. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tough cat. Cruella's a great nom. I don't remember anything about Dune's hair and makeup. I... I mean, coming to America makes sense. I've yet to see the eyes of Tammy Faye, and uh, I kind of like the House of Gucci nom. There's a lot of hairspray in that, a lot of '80s looks. Um, but uh, I guess this is probably the eyes of Tammy Faye, especially because it got another major nomination. Yeah, the uh, so. yeah. this is just the category that's going to make me watch a bunch of movies I wasn't going to watch otherwise. It's going to make you watch two. What's the third one? Just two, right? Yeah, it's two. That's yeah, two two out of five is a lot. It is, but to be fair, we haven't had a lot of those in the p- below noms. A lot sure. of movies that you need to catch up on. So that's good. Um, what did we miss here? Not I, People seem to be predicting that five. Suicide Squad, that would have been a good choice. Yeah, especially after last time. It's the same stuff, guys. <laughs> and yeah, this was really... Wow, I can't believe that many people were predicting... Uh, oh, people had West Side. Um I can't believe that many people were predicting coming to America. Like Joker got nominated, didn't it? Probably, yeah. yeah. I, Which like is like <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand how these people are like Suicide Squad, yes. Joker, yes. Suicide this, Squad like, this white no. this white face paint stuff. Well, it's... to be fair, there's one missing ingredient in the Suicide Squad the other two had. I the Batman? Jo- the Joker. Yeah, okay. Maybe they just nominate Joker. <laughs> yeah. She just okay, whatever. I don't <laughs> Just, I don't Maybe it's just they, Joker. I don't think they take this stuff as seriously as they should. As um, well. Best international feature film change from foreign language, uh, which is a change that I, you know, it's weird. There was some controversy foreign language film because there was a country, maybe in Africa, that submitted a film that was in English and they wouldn't take it. Because they're like, it's not foreign language. And they're like, but we're a foreign country. And our, our main language is English. Yeah. And they didn't, said, too bad. Didn't this happen last year, though, after they'd already changed the name? Is that true? I think so. Yeah. I think it still has a foreign language requirement. Well, that's just, absolute batshit insanity. They just, insanity, they just didn't want to say foreign. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. They were like, international seems more like a world Inclusive, connecting thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, it's a shame because I thought that the change was for that reason to be like, you know, it could be English as long as it's not made here. Yeah, but in, in which case, you know, Belfast could get it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, all the British movies could get in. Um, but here are our nominees. Drive My Car, Flee, The Hand of God from Italy, uh, Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom. Boy, I hope that's what it's about. And The Worst Person in the World. Um Sorry. It's actually about a genocide. <laughs> is that true? I don't know. Nobody knows what can, that is. Can you look up what country it's from? Uh, the worst person in the world. Uh, yeah, this is a great, great lineup. People are really excited about it. Um, you and I weren't as high on fleas as everybody else. I'm excited for the hand of God. Yeah. And uh, we cannot wait for the worst person in the world. I've, yes, I've been... Uh, yeah. Comes I've out been on Friday. Chomp, chomping at the bit for that one. We can go on Friday. And... Yeah, this is this is a great lineup. They always throw that one in there. That you're like, there are these set 
popular foreign language film nominees. Yeah. And then they take one out and throw in a, a random one. Uh, do you have a, a location? I you still look confused. Bhutan, or? I believe. Bhutan. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So there you go. Uh, missing out a hero from Iran, um, which mom watched. Ah, yeah, that's and right. said was slow. Hmm. So we'll never know so now. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> the refuser in. Best editing. Uh, what's interesting about editing is, as we all know, well, some of us know, is that back when the year, uh, when they only had five nominees in a year, they oftentimes the best picture five would match the editing five. Be right. a, there might be a few crossovers for like a really edited movie, but so, ge- so generally they match. So now in the year of 10, now it's just straight 10, but you know, past 10 years in the year of nine, eight, seven nominees for best picture. We can look at best editing and go, well, these are probably the nominees. I don't agree here uh, for one of them. I think, I think tick, tick, boom is the outlier. Okay. Because it was so heavily edited and it also just didn't pick up really any, I picked up actor and that's it. Sure. But I'm saying that's why it made it in. Is because yes. it had nine timelines. Yes, and it's a musical, and they like the kind of thing. It got in over West Side, which is interesting. But the nominees, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. We always knew Don't Look Up would get in. We always knew Dune would. King Richard's a bit of a surprise for me. I don't know if anybody else had it as a surprise, but that, that, that to me shows real strength in King Richard, which just further solidifies the fact that I, and I don't want to get too excited about it, but I think Will Smith's getting that Oscar. Oh, yeah, I agree. Which would be thrilling. But, um, yeah, I guess some people had uh, King Richard. Licorice Pizza would have been great to see. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's West Side Story not getting in is tough. Uh, If they were smart, they'd put Drive My Car in there for editing. Yeah. Um, If they actually... It got got enough other big nominations. I feel like they could have. Yeah, it's also one of the best edited movies of the year. Like we, we, you can put kind of odd liar outlier choices in there. Yeah, uh, I think this is just Dunes to take. Maybe Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog is just gonna sweep screenplay, yeah. director, picture. Uh, if it takes editing, we'll know it'll have a big night. Documentary feature: Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, Riding with Fire. Um, I've heard of the first three, first four. Riding Fire, I'd never heard of. Uh, it's going to be between Flea and Soul, I would think, although documentary can throw sure, those curveballs in there. Octopus Teacher won last year. Yeah, don't remind me. Uh, <laughs> but stupid fucking movie. Questlove, Oscar nominee. Yeah. Now I'm just mad about the octopus again. Think about Questlove being excited. He's going to be, you know, he's been DJing the Oscars the yeah. past few years. He's going to be there as a nominee. He could get up there as the podium when he wins and then, like, drum on it. He should win. It's my favorite doc of the year. I haven't seen these other ones, and I've only seen like two docs, but it's my favorite of the year. Yeah. Um, it's so good, and it's such a nice nomination for for him. Uh, by the way, also could have been nominated for editing. Oh, sure. In my opinion. Got to go through all that old footage. Yeah. And not only that, but you have to restore it, which is part of editing and yeah. um, all that kind of thing. Choose what you want to put in where. It's a whole thing. Editing's hard. It's such a hard thing. Absolutely. Costume design. Cruella. Very easy thing. 
Yeah, costume design's a breeze. Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story. Interesting nomination for Nightmare Alley. I have to say. Like, they you just, think? Yeah, everyone wore like 50s dresses and big coats. And Rooney yeah. Mara had like an electricity bikini on. Yeah, that's a, that's All how right. you hit. All you right. set it in a time period. And I don't know. Cost, costume design has always seemed... Like it's it's always struck me as a strange category. Sure. Uh, not that it exists, obviously, but just like that's that's how you do it. You make a uh, you make a Kira Knightley uh, like Jane Austen movie, uh, or you set it in like the fifties or the eighties or just some time period when everyone can look at it and go like that is what people wore in that time period. Uh, and especially, sure. especially if what they wore in that time period was big skirts. Yeah. You're golden. Yeah, I have given it to those in the past, but then I also think of like Allied, which I gave best costume design to, which like combined an old aesthetic with just cool modern chic. So you were like, they look like they belong in the period. And also I want to wear them and they're the coolest people in the world. Sure. Um, I love the nom for West Side Story here. The costumes were... Uh, Gore, uh, the one that always sticks in my mind is just all of them in uh, the America sequence. Oh, Ber- yeah. Bernardo's red shirt, that yellow dress flying around Ariana Du Bois. Just gorgeous costume design work. Um, Corella's great. We haven't seen Cyrano, and Dune has the futuristic stuff. So, yeah. There you go. Best cinematography Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy Macbeth, West Side Story. Also a great category. Yeah, I was gonna say possibly a new uh, a new contender for best one. Also a great category. Um, I don't even know what people thought. I guess yeah, Belfast had some showy cinematography. Um, the Green Knight's a pipe dream, buddy. But uh, yeah, I guess Belfast could have just kept ranking up, racking up those um, those uh, technical awards. Yeah, though I think I'll take uh, I'll take all these over uh, over Belfast. I think this, these are uh, these are the right choices to my mind. Uh, you think this is just Power of the Dog? Yeah, yeah, I do. Unless Dune is going to have a big tech day, but I think it is Power of the Dog. Best animated feature: Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, and Ryan the Last Dragon. Ryan the Last Dragon of like a March release. Yeah. So Mitchells and Machines was April, um, and uh, Luca was summer. So a lot of older movies. Flea pulls off the trifecta. I think the first time it must be the first time in history that's happened. Animated feature, foreign language film, documentary. Yeah, I mean, I don't, one, two, three. I don't, I don't know that those things have ever been possible. Imagine that, if it had gotten a picture. <laughs> um, so the issue now with Flea is which one do people vote on? I Like, are there people out there, enough people who will just go, yeah, it's the best of all of these categories? Yeah. Because I'm sure there are people who think that, but will an Academy member, even who thinks that, go, I mean, I, I can't vote for it for all of them. Right. That wouldn't be fair, which if was wrong because if it is the winner of all of those in your mind, then you ha- then yes, you do vote for all of them. But I don't know how many people will be feel, willing to I do it. I feel like it's got to be uh, it's got to be Doc. Yeah, it can't be international feature. You can't. There's like, too many heavy hitters. Also, just drive my car. It's nominated for best picture. Yeah, yeah. And generally, when you that can't happens, tell me that one of these movies is better than Drive My Car, but Drive My Car is nominated. Listen, for best well, we've picture. been down that road with the know. Academy before. I know. Selma's one of the best films of the year. 
as one of the songs of the year. Everything else? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's acting, it's directing, it's writing. Eh. <laughs> At least that isn't like Yeah, no, I mean that's bad too. I don't want to I don't want to defend that. But well, like that's not saying like Selma is among the best movies of this category, but one of these things is that it's not nominated for is better than that. Like it's just it's it's it would it would be dumb, and I'm getting mad about a thing that hasn't happened. It probably uh, <laughs> um, this is a, a very mainstream list. We commented on this during uh, the nominations. That yeah. Usually we get the Pixar's, the Disney's, the DreamWorks, all that kind of stuff, and then we get like maybe an uh, Alden, Alden, Arden, Arden. Yeah. And then. A G Kids, <laughs> or yeah, uh, just or an obscure, Walkers. yeah. Well, that was Apple, but yeah, an, an obscure I, distributor, a weird movie that we've never heard. Secret of the Kells, yeah. And we're like, oh, that's cool. We'll never be able to find it to watch it in time, but that's cool. Um, and last year, it would turn out to be the best of the bunch, Wolf Walkers. But uh, yeah, this year they're all available, which is nice. Um, you have to watch uh, Luca and Encanto, and right, you got a lot in there, yeah. We're going to have to dig through. Best original screenplay. Actually, I want to just see if there are any in animated that people thought. Yeah, what were people predicting for the uh, the weird one? Yeah, let me see. Animated feature. Bell, I heard a few times. Sure. Sing 2 was a possibility, although that was late. Yeah, it was really just Bell. People, yeah. people had all the other ones. Um, yeah. All right. Two Disney animated. Like, one Pixar, but two Disney studio, which is interesting. Original screenplay. Kenneth Branagh, Belfast. Oh, I'm not going to do the names. Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Worst Person in the World. I think this was just our lineup. I mean, King Richard is a first of all great nomination. Um, really happy with it. It's the kind of screenplay that doesn't often get nominated. Or don't look up does. So I like that we're at least did one of them right. Uh, very excited for PTA. He might win. That would be great. Uh, Bran Branagh could also win, and it's a nice citation for the worst person in the world, which people love. Yeah. Uh, and just in keeping with my new philosophy of uh, pushing back, not letting these things slide, don't look up suck shit and should not be nominated for best anything. There's the some solace. Very bad. There's some solace in the fact that being the Ricardos did not get in. That's true. Also terrible. Because people really thought that was going to get in hard. Well, it's a, it's a movie that's just like tailor made to be nominated for things. By the way, shocking that it didn't. Uh, and it didn't yeah, get I, and it didn't get picture. I I kind of agree because three acting nominations. All of uh, all of these Academy people uh, look at movies like that that are like wow the the drama inherent in the uh, filmmaking process. Maybe it was because it was TV and they don't respect that. But uh, yeah, it's just it's a really bad movie. Three acting nominations and uh, nothing <laughs> nothing else. Yeah. No other nominations, but three. It's very strange, very strange. But uh, uh, right now, uh, gotta be licorice pizza. I hope so. 
No, I mean just on my personal vote. I see. Oh, yeah. Then in that case, definitely Licorice Pizza. Best Adapted Screenplay, Coda, which could win Best Picture. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, on a preferential ballot, it has a really good shot, much like Belfast. It could rack up a lot of threes and a lot of twos and a lot uh-huh. of fours. It's a big crowd pleaser. Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, The Power of the Dog. Um, Maggie Gyllenhaal gets in for The Lost Daughter, which is nice for her. And uh, Drive My Car, great nomination. Yep. What a citation there. Very, uh, very excited. That and uh, that and Worst Person showing up and stuff. Yeah, no West Side Story, which sucks. Because um, I think Tony Kushner did a great job with that uh, adaptation. And, I mean, I would personally probably take out Dune. I mean, I've only seen three of these. But uh, other than that, this looks like a pretty solid list. People like these movies a lot. Yeah, I have no uh, I have no issues here. Um, yeah, I think that the major loss is West Side Story. Um, Power of the Dog is going to probably run away with this. Supporting Actress. All right, here we go. We're getting into some wild shit here. I'm ready for it. Jesse Buckley, The Lost Daughter. <laughs> Ariana DeBois, West Side Story. Judy Dench, Belfast. Kirsten Dunst, Power of the Dog. And Ingenue Ellis, King Richard. First of all, Kirsten Dunst, Academy Award nominee. Yeah. Very exciting that that's a sentence we can say now. But this is, a, I mean, Ruth Naga. Uh, I still don't know how to pronounce her name. She's so Irish. Katriana Balf, Balf. How would you pronounce that last name? I uh, I would probably guess Balfi, but Balfi, sure. But no, I, Balfi, I do not know. Uh, getting snubbed for Belfast and passing. Yeah. Um, wild. Especially Judy Dench taking that slot for Belfast is crazy, because she was always the one, as you can see. She's on all of these except for that that one. Right. But um, Judy Dench will be no- like if I do f- search. And go Judy, she's nowhere. So, very surprising. Although I love Judy Dench, and she's good in the movie. Um, no Rita Moreno, which was a big thing after West Side uh, came out, but then slowly faded. Marley Matlin was an outside chance for the love of Coda, just because her co star got in in supporting actor. Um, great nomination for uh, Ingenue. I think that's awesome. Yes. That and. Was- uh, Kirsten Dunst, I haven't seen The Lost Daughter. I'm happy for Jesse Buckley, just in general. I think she's I great. Kirsten Dunst, finally an Oscar nominee, and uh, Ariana DeBoise is going to win this. She's going to be the second uh, Anita oh, to well, win Best Supporting it's Actress. A, it's, a very, uh, it's a very powerful role. Imagine if they remake this movie again in 50 years. And Ariana DeBoise plays another part, and she gets some Oscar buzz and doesn't, but then the woman playing Anita yeah. wins. Uh, just keeps going. Sure. All of this has happened before. Why not? Best Supporting Actor, Syrian Hines for Belfast, Troy Coster, Coda, Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee, The Power of the Dog. Finally, we can say Best Cody Supporting Actor, for Cody Smith-McPhee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's a great nomination for Cody. He might win, uh, but no, Plemons. Yeah, we did it. Very exciting. Plus, a husband and wife both got their first Oscar nominations for the that's, same movie that's a, uh, on the same day. Yeah, and they're not not competing in the same category, but the same kind of category. You know. Yes. Imagine if one wins, the other doesn't. Tough car ride home. Um, Troy 
Coster Coda is the outlier to win with Cody. Okay. Right now, um, Belfast Boy got in, and J.K. gets nominated, pulling in on uh, Kidman's coattails, who just sure. who now certainly, without Gaga, could run away with it. Um, we're missing, and people really thought you could see how many people really thought it was going to happen, but uh, Cooper, Licorice Pizza, yeah, not on the list. Such a shame, because that is such a supporting turn, you know? Yeah, and That's... I also, uh, yeah, fuck out of here. I, um, I, I really could have gone for uh, Mike Faced as, uh, oh, a couple inc- of times. Of course, and, yes. And I don't really uh, I don't really see him uh, predicted anywhere by any of the, the elites, the talking heads, but uh, Ben Affleck in The Last Duel would have been. Oh, you mean the rat? The, he, 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 he got nominated. Yeah, I know. I don't, I, for a Razzie. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I truly don't understand why the Razzies still exist. It's just I was going to tweet something about how they're just perpetually stuck in 2003. Like, it, they, they target the same people. Yeah. Like, Ben Affleck made Daredevil, so forever a Razzie contender. Yeah, and it's just like, I, I don't I don't know. It just seems like the world has moved on. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, guys, guys, we're still doing it. Yeah. We've still got, we've still got a thing. And we have, like, we have weird categories like, you know, worst actor to star opposite a robot. That's a category we have now. It's like yeah. cool. That's awesome, bro. Um, I, I I truly do not care at all what they do anymore. No. Uh, Troy Coster, the first uh, deaf male actor nominated for an Oscar. Oh. Oh yeah, I guess. Marley uh, yeah. Mallon. Sure, but I was I was thinking more of uh, you know uh, Sound of Metal got a lot of. Uh, oh, Paul Racy. Yeah, I think he, he he's. I don't think he's deaf. He just no. knows sign language. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. Maybe it's fully deaf. I don't know. Sure. But um, but still. Uh, happy for the Power of the Dog Boys. And uh, I haven't seen Coda, but I hear he's great. Best Actress, Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Olivia, maybe she wins. Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter. Maybe she, she Maybe wins. she wins. Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers. Probably not going to win. <laughs> if, if she was going to win, that was going to get foreign language or screenplay, I okay. would think, for Pedro. Because Pedro's gotten screenplay noms before. And this film certainly international. Nicole Kidman being the Ricardo is probably going to win. And, oh, they said it couldn't be done. They said front runner. She won every critic's prize. And then she lost this. And she didn't get nominated for SAG. And she didn't get nominated for BAFTA. And everyone was like, holy shit, it's not going to happen. But it did. Kristen Stewart. Spencer. Kristen Stewart. Oscar nominee. Yeah. It's nice that. Because we were doing we were doing the same like predetermined thing that we've been doing for a while. I feel like especially with Best Actress recently, uh, where just like five months out, it's like, well, Kristen Stewart won Best Actress at the Oscars. Like that that's already happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, Renee Zellweger, she just she has won Best Actress for this film. Uh, we've decided this in like November. Uh, and so it was nice to get a little tension in there of like, is she is she is she not? Is she not going to win? Is she out? And now she's back, and so there's uh, there's some excitement. Yeah, and, and that might swing her into a win. Yeah, it, it, we, we just end up in the same place, but we're happy about it now instead of sick of it. People thought that uh, the leading actress of the worst person in the world and maybe Titan would sneak in, because this, this category has been all over the place. Sure. People thought Jennifer Hudson could get in for respect. People were like, I don't know what's going to happen here. Um and then after Nicole Kidman not nominated at BAFTAs, Stewart snubbed at SAG and BAFTAs. People thought, well, I think this is Gaga. She's the only one nominated for the Globe, Critics' Choice, SAG, BAFTA. Yeah. She's the only person. 
snubbed here. This is wild. Yeah. I don't have the stats. I'm not paid to be this this much an expert at the Oscars. If somebody would like to pay me to be one, I very much will know the stats. But this this is unprecedented. <laughs> I don't know uh, if that's ever happened before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Gaga was fine in that movie. Yeah. I don't know. And It would have been, like, been a consolation for Star is Born. Yeah. Like, snub in a sense that, like, she was nominated for a bunch of other stuff. But, like, I don't think she should have been nominated for Best Actress. I think that's good. I, I don't think I have her on my personal five as well. Uh, Rachel Zegler missed out for West Side Story. That oh, that yeah. that really faded quickly with 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 that, especially the box office of that movie. No Alana Heim people thought could get in. Yeah, that's a bummer. But Penelope Cruz, great nomination. I agree. Uh, she's a great actress, very underrated in our craft. In our craft, I'm not an actor. Their craft. Olivia Coleman could go back to back, and well, she didn't win last year, but you know what I mean. Back to back nominated nominated performances. Jessica Chastain, maybe, because she just snuck in. Maybe she rides that surprise wave. Or it could just be Kidman getting her second Oscar. I mean, I don't think as far as, like, person, there's a bad option here. You know what I mean? Chastain's been overdue for yeah. an Oscar. Most Violent Year, she wasn't nominated. But The Hell, Most Violent Year, Zero Dark Thirty. She's gunning for one. Coleman just won, but who doesn't love Olivia Coleman? Penelope Cruz uh, won Supporting Actress for Vicky Cristina, Never Lead. Nicole Kidman, Terrific Actress, and uh, Kristen Stewart would be great. So as far as like who I want to win of those actresses, it doesn't really matter. Performance-wise, so far, I, we haven't seen The Lost Daughter or Tammy Faye. Um, it's either Stewart or Cruz. I don't know. They're all really good. I, I would 100% go Penelope Cruz. They're all really good. I really, the, uh, I really liked those all those performances, but... It's so up in the air. I don't know what's going to happen. And that makes for an exciting Oscar night. Does it not? It does. Best actor. All right. Less exciting Oscar night. Javier Bardem being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch, the power of the dog. Andrew Garfield, tick, tick, boom. Will Smith, the King Richard. Denzel Washington, the tragedy of Macbeth. You know, it's such the poor showing tragedy Macbeth had. That's a nice citation for Denzel. Um... You know, I, I think that's pretty much what people figured, especially when Nightmare Alley was getting all those texts. I was like, maybe Cooper does get in for Nightmare Alley. Sure. But uh, no, it was, in fact, Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, which is nothing against him. He's a wonderful actor, but one of the weaker choices we've had in a while, I think. I, I haven't gone back, but I, that immediately looks at me and just goes, God, really? I think that the recent history of Best Actor in like the last 10 years is actually really bad. And so that does that doesn't really it doesn't really surprise me and I think he'd have a lot of competition for uh for like weird and bad nomination. I uh, That's possible. The, yeah. Of the of the possible winners here, I think this is this is actually likely to be one of the more uh, one of the better best actor winners in in a decade. You mean if Will Smith takes it? Yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, Will Smith or like Cumberbatch. I I'm shocked a, not yeah. a lot of people are talking about Cumberbatch taking this. I think the strength of the power of the dog is so strong. It, it, it could win realistically. Like realistically, it could win score, cinematography, maybe editing, screen, on, on its best day. Score, yeah. cinematography, editing, screenplay, director, picture. That's six. Yeah. That's one of the bigger totals we've had for a Best Picture winner in recent years. Yeah, and it's uh, and a lot of the acclaim of this movie and supporting actor seven. Yeah, 
and a lot of a lot of the acclaim of this movie is like you know benedict cumberbatch is kind of one of our more celebrated actors uh, of recent years mm-hmm. and this is like a career performance for him and so yeah i don't i don't understand why he's not in serious consideration for best i don't know i don't either but it does feel like it's will smith's time you know cumberbatch yeah. while probably close to the same age as will smith has been doing this major acting thing for a lot shorter amount of time yeah this seems like a not to not no pun intended but a coronation for for king will yeah um for king richard and it's such a deserving performance and he's such an underrated actor and it's his third nomination and his first in 15 years um, that I think it's just time, and you do it. I, the, the Garfield thing is that that is two now for Garfield, so he's he's racking them up. Um, Bardem's won before, Washington's won before, everyone's been nominated before. Um, so it's a good group, and uh, yeah, it's just I'm hoping it's Will's time. Best director: Kenneth Branagh, Belfast. Uh, Risuku, why don't you give that a shot? Uh, Raisuki. 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 I think, yeah. Uh, Hamaguchi. Yes. Drive My Car. Paul Thomas, Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion, The Power of the Dog, Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. Glad to see Spielberg's in there, because West Side Story started missing texts, and so I got nervous. Yeah. I'm glad to see he's in there. It's very, it's, he directed the shit out of that movie, so, um... I'm very happy. He's there. Jane Campion is going to win. Paul Thomas Anderson. That's a great. That's a great nomination for Licorice Pizza for director. The Drive My Car nomination is great, and uh, Branagh has an outside chance. But this is Campion. She's she's going to be the third. She could could be two years in a row that a woman wins Best Picture. Ah, director even that too. She could also win Best <laughs> Picture. But uh, yeah, two years in a row that a woman could win Best Director after um, Chloe Zhao yeah. for Nomadland last year, which uh, would be great. Yeah. This, I think, I got to settle on is my strongest category. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. Is, uh, four of my absolute favorite movies of the year, and also Belfast was fine. It's a good one. It's a good category. Um, all right. While I'm reading this, can you see if you can find the totals? Like, what had the, you know, what had the most, that kind of thing? I will see what I can do. Best Picture, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car. Oh, by the way, who missed in director? Oh, I, oh, Denis. That was the that was the big no, snub. Sure, yeah. Dune was nominated for every tech. It's probably the leading nomination getter, and uh, he misses out in director for Branagh, which again shows the strength of Belfast. So let's keep that in mind. Anyway, sorry, I'll start over. Best Picture first year since 2011, I believe. We have ten straight nominees. Nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. No, I gotta say, I haven't seen um, Coda, and you you know, I, I, I think Don't Look Up is on the lower end of fine. Okay. And Belfast uh, really... Lower in my estimation as it, as it went on, although I did like it. But the bottom half of this, after Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power Look. It's a yeah. really fun list. Yeah, some uh, some good stuff on there. Uh, yeah. 
Would would you say you like Belfast or Don't Look Up more? Oh, Belfast. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. The, Belfast uh, is three is like a low three and a half. Okay. Like looking back, that's a little high for me. How I feel about it. Don't Look Up is two, Got and it. a low end of two. Got it. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a pretty uh, a pretty good lineup of. Uh, of the movies, you know, Licorice Pizza, excellent. Power of the Dog, excellent. Drive My Car, excellent. Uh, Dune's great. West Side Story's great. I, uh, you know, I like King Richard less than you did. I. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, I Belfast less than you did, and Don't Look Up less than you did, even though you also didn't really like it. I. Uh, and yeah, who knows about Coda, the the mystery movie that I like. You know you. You say is like a big crowd pleaser. Oh yeah, and to that I say, what crowds where? <laughs> On Apple TV. Yeah, I guess maybe that's just my problem is I don't I don't have Apple TV, and so everything that exists on it is just like a mystery to me. Yeah. I. But like I didn't, I I don't I don't think I've ever felt about Coda. Felt about another movie the way I do about Coda. In that uh-huh. it, it only exists in awards nominations in my mind so far. Like I have I have not seen any mention of Coda anywhere other than it's been nominated for more awards. <laughs> and I've seen that mention a yeah. lot. And I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not mingling with all the people. Maybe people at their homes are just throwing on Coda and having a good time. But you know, I spend I spend a lot of time in the circles on the uh, on the Twitter, on the Letterboxd, on the Reddit, things like that. I looking at bus ads. <clears throat> ne- never heard of Coda outside of oh, it's been nominated for Best Picture again. You know, King Richard's a fun old school nom for not getting a screenplay nomination. <clears throat> Excuse me, a screenplay nomination. Or an acting nomination, or directing nomination, or an editing nomination. I don't think editing. Yeah, or an editing nomination. Nightmare Alley being nominated for Best Picture is wild. Yeah, though I, it did. You, you know, you mentioned it, it did start to. It, did it start got to more text than I thought. On. Yeah, it got more text than I thought. But yeah. you know, <laughs> so did the eyes of Tammy Faye. That's not in picture. That's true. Um, no, the ISFA was always going to get makeup. But, uh, yeah, that's just an interesting nom. Um, this is going to be a fight between Belfast and the Power of the Dog with an outlier in Coda. Choose your victors on the preferential ballot wisely. Um, but Branagh getting that director is a big indicator for Belfast because, yeah, people thought that um, whoever I was thinking of was going to get director. Denny. Yep. All right, do you have... Oh, also, the last thing. Drive My Car, getting nominated for uh, Picture, is huge. And I'll tell you why. Please do. It's similar to... You know, people are going to make the Parasite comparison, right? Where it's like it's a big Asian film that gets nominated for Picture. Well, Parasite just did that, so it's not that that complicated. Well... uh, the distributor of Parasite was Neon. Right. Which is a fairly major indie distributor. Yeah. Yeah, they're like the new A24. Bong Joon-ho. Acclaimed director. He already had a movie starring a bunch of Americans do really well here, Snowpiercer. Yes. 
He's a very well-known director. This movie, you know who distributed uh, this movie? It's not Bitter Zen, but distributed in the, the States? I don't. Giannis, which is a company oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no one's heard of. No. And it's made so little money in America, and it's by a director no one here has really heard of in the main, in the, you know, even <clears throat> Bong Joon-ho wasn't a household name, but outside of film Twitter, people had heard of Snowpiercer and such. Sure. No one's heard of this gentleman's work. And so this was entirely powered by Giannis doesn't have the money, doesn't have the reach, and doesn't have the resources for a major campaign. Yeah. So this was all done by word of mouth and critical consensus. Yeah. Par- Parasite also is just like like a fun genre movie. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. It's, 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 f- it's like it's excellent, but it's it's just much more accessible. This is a three hour meditation on grief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also excellent. And so it's even more impressive that it got in because it doesn't have the powers behind it or the prestige or the name that Parasite did. And it also, Parasite was going in this going, this could take picture. And this is not going to win. No. And yet it's nominated. I think that's awesome. And it shows, it does, you know, we talk about the Academy doesn't care about critics, what critics say. Well, sometimes they listen. And that's an example of it. If you champion a movie hard enough, the movie's good enough, best picture can happen. And I think that's awesome for Drive yeah. My Car. I, I do have the numbers here. Okay. I, uh, our leader was uh, Power of the Dog. Wow. With twelve. Wow. What? <laughs> Clemens got in. What did Power of the Dog get that people didn't think it was going to? All right, go ahead. I, Dune got ten. Okay. Well, Could have gotten eleven. West Side Story and Belfast earned seven. Okay. Uh, King Richard was six. Uh, wow, King Richard got six. Hell yeah. Dead. Those are uh, those are the uh, the highlights of numbers. And Power of the Dog didn't even get costume design, which it could have. If, if yeah. Power of the Dog is ranking in twelve, it could easily throw in. It's one of those things where it's like you know, well, we're giving it this. Let's throw in song for sure. Lord of, for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you know? exactly. And then it wins that. But uh, wow, Power of the Dog. That's 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 pretty big as far as its Oscar chances. I mean, the most is ever it is 13, isn't it? No, 14. 14. I believe it's 14. Um, Still, that's pretty close. Which, let's see if it could have gotten 14. Costume design. Yeah, not not hair and makeup. It's not really going to have a chance there. It didn't have an original song. Not visual effects. That sound nomination really helped its chances there. <clears throat> There's no other performance, so it, it would have had to have pulled like a weird... Like, I guess it would have to be hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to win. It's not going to get a visual effects or it would have to have a song in it. Power of the dog. Yep. That's how those songs. <laughs> the return of the king. <laughs> they all have that tune. Um, there you go. Your Oscar nomination. So we don't, <laughs> we don't have a whole lot to what? watch. Why is that not? We need to talk about Bruno. What are they doing? It wasn't submitted. Those before it went to became the most famous Disney song yeah. ever made. I need. I need. The... By the way, it's like the most successful yeah, Disney song on Billboard. Are weird. you? What is what? Uh, I haven't heard it, but I need the greatest awards body in film to have a little bit more agency in what they do. Sure. To not come to me with, well, I don't know. They didn't submit it to me. 
like pick your own nominees pick pick the winners just tell me what you think is the best song not of what has been right. offered to you you Get and, out of here. you and I try to watch all the Oscar nominees yeah so as we go uh-huh. let's count not counting the shorts but just the feature length ones that we have to watch what you have to watch because I you haven't seen sure. any I haven't seen I, so I'll just watch them with you, okay so we got we've seen all those we've seen all these. So the first one, Coming to America, Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yeah. That's two. International feature, three, four, five? Five. Right, we're up to five. Seen all these. Those are shorts. Six, seven, eight? Eight. Eight. We're up to eight. Nine. For Cyrano, yes. Cyrano. Cyrano mix, nine. Ten... 11, 12. Uh, the, we're just counting. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I, I see what happened. Yes, it yeah. was 12. 10, 11, yeah. 12. Your cursor was on Mitchell's, but you were yeah. counting Luca. Yeah, yeah. And that might. Oh, Coda. Coda, sure. 13, 13. Lost Daughter. 14. 14. Uh, worst person we already did. We're still on 14. We're still on 14. I think we're going to end at 14. Yeah. That's not very many. That's not very many. Plus the shorts. Plus the shorts, yeah. which, which take up, you know, that, that's, that's a one shot. We just go to the theater and watch all of them at once. Yeah. Very doable. Yeah. I hope we don't have to do all of the shorts at once again. Like on the same day? Yeah. That's not what I meant. I, I, I more meant we'll knock out a category. And right. One. Yeah, yeah. Like, it might happen that way. They make the shorts very hard to find. Yeah. Which, but. like, the anime shorts are always usually a short program. I just wish they would do the thing we want to do, which is like put all the animated one, the nominated ones first, and then you could do your little side ones that you want to show off. Yeah, I mean they usually do. No, we, they, we've with with we we've had a few years where we watch like two, and then they have like another short yeah. in there. Because if they did all just the animated ones, it would be like an hour and ten minute thing. Right. And they're like, we can't do that. And I'm like, well, why? I'm happy to just watch these. Sure, you could schedule more. Showtimes that way. Yeah, you certainly could. Um, there you have it, the Oscar nominees. Uh, ups and downs. What can you do? Fl- snubs and flubs. All right. Um, that's it. No, recommended movie for the folks this week slash weekend. Jackass. Go see Jackass. It's in a crowd and it's fun. Yeah, take take a group you, of buddies. You might you might think yourself to be like we were a month ago. You're like jackass. I don't know. Yeah. It's a little juvenile. Yeah. Maybe I'm. Is. Maybe I'm better than that. You're and not. you are, but it's you're not. You're not. But it's funny. None of us are better than jackass. <laughs> I'm a little better than jackass. No, you're not. It's. Uh, yeah, jackass. I'm a little better than jackass. <laughs> okay. Um. That's true. I'm not better than anybody. But, uh, yeah, it's so much fun. I would. I would say if go with a group of friends if you can, or find a showtime that's crowded. Yes. But you, you, you want that communal experience. People laughing in a theater again. It's so fun. And it's also the best of the series, so I agree. All right, Noah, plug us up. You can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found in where podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. End of list. End of list. Um, all right, next week. I knew what came out. Oh, Death on the Nile comes out. Maybe something else. Oh, boy. Let's see what happens there. I don't know if Uncharted is this weekend or not. Might be. But things are coming out. 
We're gonna. Are you checking? Yes. We're gonna talk about him. Noah's checking. Also, just want to remind everybody that uh, our new March Madness tournament, Multiplex Madness, or as we're calling Multiplex Sadness, uh, starts the first week of March. We are uh, trying to determine the biggest flop of the 21st century. Movies that you heard of but never saw, and you didn't see them for a reason. We're going to talk about why and which one was the biggest. Uh, what do you got? Um, Uncharted comes out the following weekend, but next uh, this coming weekend is also Marry Me with Owen That's Wilson. the other one. That's the other one. Wow. That's the other one. And Sarah Silverman, uh, star of hey. Marry Me. That's my Sarah Silverman. Hey. She's really good. <laughs> I don't know what she sounds like. Come on. <laughs> I guess I think she's going. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy. I don't know. Um, Yeah, that's next week. Wedding Marry Me is going to be interesting because they're really pushing hard. And it's also debuting on Peacock at the same time. So it might do well. I don't know. Death of the Nile is getting, from what I've seen, Rotten Tomatoes has mixed reviews. Every single person I follow who's reviewed it Mm -hmm. has said, like, it's fun. So I don't know what's going on. But uh, I'm excited. Yeah, that's next week. We'll see how hard Jackass flops and if uh, flops drops and if Death of the Nile can recapture the magic of murder on the Orient Express. Love it. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. See you next week. And until then, if you feel safe, go see a movie.